0: Good morning, class. Hello, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, hallelujah, the place where your spirit gets fed, your faith grows stronger, and you learn how to be an overcomer. Man, being an overcomer is so much better than being defeated in life, and the greater one inside you is more than enough to make that happen. Get your Bible and something to take notes with, and come on into the classroom and join us. And let's pray and release faith right now to hear not just from a man, but from him, to hear from him right now. And that hearing, that anointed uh, rhema Christos is what causes faith to come up in our spirit. And that's the victory that overcomes the world. Father, we ask together, all of us, uh, asking you for the anointing, for the utterance, for the working and manifesting of the great teacher, the Holy Spirit, whom you've sent to be our help and our guide. Help us to see what we've not seen and how to live and walk in the highest form of faith and pleasing you. The highest level of victory that you've called us to and ordained that we should walk in in this life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Turn with me, please, in the scriptures, Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Continuing our study today, we're calling by faith. In Hebrews 10, 35, he says, cast not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Verse 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. And we're finding out you can also die (laughs) by faith and in faith. And there's no better way to die really you know um, the scripture says go uh, the great commission for the church is to go into all the world and preach the good news to every creation our bigger job is not just getting people to avoid death in this life but getting people ready to die right. is the bigger job and if you were to uh, come short on receiving a need met or receiving a healing, but you're saved, well, once you're out of here, that's no big deal. But if you're not ready to die, that's a huge deal. That's eternity, right? And so uh, how would you be ready to die? Because of your faith in Christ. Amen. Because you've received him and know that he's accepted you. The father's accepted you because of what Jesus has done and has washed you and cleansed you and made you holy and acceptable all because of what he's done. But you have faith in that. Do you have faith in him? Yes. You should be able to lay your head on the pillow at night and sleep. Well, you know, the uh, kids used to pray. And if I die before I wake, <laughs> I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Well, that language is actually not accurate. Yes sir. It's not a, Why would you say that, brother Keith? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look into the scripture. Go over into the book of Psalms. Psalm 116. We saw in yesterday's uh, lesson that uh, Jacob called Israel He died the death of the righteous without pain, without being destroyed from a disease, without some bullet or crime. He was just old, (laughs) biblically old (laughs) and uh, finished with his uh, life and called all his, his children in and blessed them and spoke over them and then pulled his feet up in the bed and the, the King James says gave up the ghost that means his spirit left spirit left his body he's gone and uh, the scripture says in psalm 116, 15, it says precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his saints other translations bring out that it's no small thing it's no light thing Now, this is amazing with all of the deaths that occur every day, and there are some hundred and fifty-something thousand a day die somewhere on the planet amongst this seven, eight billion people. And so, if you could back off from the uh, earth outside its atmosphere and see in the Spirit, there are scores of thousands of people leaving. Every day. Believers go up. Non-believers go down. Not a theory. Bible. And uh, those that are his, that belong to the Lord, every one of them is not a non-event to him. It matters to him. He's aware of it. He tracks it. And he's involved in it. Isn't that good to know when it comes time for you to go? (laughs) The Lord is going to be involved with your departure. It's precious to Him. It's a significant thing to Him when we leave. And uh, He wants to help us with it. In Psalm 73, notice this. Psalm 73, 23. 73:23 says, "Nevertheless, I am continually with you. Did you know that he, uh, he never leaves you or forsakes you? I'm continually with you. You've holden me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory." Say that out loud as a a faith confession. Say, you will guide me with your counsel. You will guide me with your counsel. And afterward, afterward, receive me to glory. Receive me to glory. Now, you'll find um, that word receive me is accurate Bible language concerning our dying, not him taking us. Mm -hmm. So, well, what's the difference? A lot of difference. People imply that God is just snatching people out of here against their will and against everybody else's will. It's not true. It's not true. It is true a lot of people leave early before they should through any number of reasons. But if they're His, what does He do? He receives them. He didn't take them. And you'll hear sometimes even Christians say, I don't know why God took that young person in that car crash. He didn't take them. But if they're his, he received them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when they left their body, the the Lord was right there with them. How does he do it with all these people? He's God. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it to you. But if he said he did, he does. And he's right there and He takes you by the hand, oh, praise God, you come out. See, people try to, even if something happened under tragic circumstances, it was a horrible accident or some act of violence, and people imagine how horrible it must have been for that poor person in that thing, well, maybe the first part of it was, but when they're actually dying, no. <laughs> because the Lord is right there with them. Hallelujah. He takes their hand and they come right out of their body into glory. Oh, everybody say glory. glory. Into glory. That's not horrible. You don't, you're not even aware of what's happening to your body back there. Hmm? You're gone. You're out of it. And, and I'm just, I'm convinced by the word and by some small experience that if people only knew people who labor and grieve over people and what happened to them and that wreck or that, that fire or that crime, if they're believers, they experienced a lot less than what you think. (laughs) Yeah, the first part of it was bad, but very, if they're leaving very soon, they're not even aware of it. They're out of it. Their body's still there, but they're not there. They're not feeling it. They're not experiencing it. They're not gripped with terror. They're in the light (laughs) with the master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And dying by faith is our part of that. We need to believe that on this side of it before we get there. And we need to be ready. Life is short. And, uh, you know, you don't know exactly when you're going. You can know more if you'll walk close with the Lord. And like Paul said, he got to a certain place in his life. You read about it in Philippians. He said, uh, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better than being here. Well, it's sure better than being uh, ridiculed and stoned and (laughs) shipwrecked. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. He he said, I'm I'm ready to get out of here. He said, but to remain is more needful for you. He said, yet which one I shall choose, I wot not. Which one you shall choose? See, most people don't even believe that. You can see him deciding as he's writing, inspired by the Spirit, do I stay or do I go? Just personally, I'd like to go. I'm ready to go. But then he's looking at the saints at the church of Philippi and that Ephesian bunch and that Corinthian bunch. And he's going, you need help. (laughs) And and so I'm going to stay a while longer. He made the decision. I'm going to stay. Which one I shall choose? We have a lot more uh, leeway in our choice of when and how we die than most people believe. A lot more of it's up to us. But faith's involved. I mean, if you've got a terrible disease that's ravaging your body, it sure gets easier to, to leave. Mm-hmm. You've got to have something strong in you to just keep fighting and keep believing to overcome it and live another 15 years when your personal preference would just, let's just get out of here and stop this. But life is short enough as it is. Don't let the enemy rob you. Come on, class, say, I don't have to die young. die young. I don't have to die early. I don't have to die with one of the devil's stinking diseases or with some accident or from some crime. I will go when me and the Lord get good and ready for me to go and not one day before. Is it true, Psalm 91, he said, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation or show you how I can save you, which is described all through that 91st Psalm. So if you're not satisfied, what should you do? Keep living. Is that right? Stay a little longer till you get done, till you make sure you have done everything you were put on this earth to do. Hmm? Make sure I have found and run my course and finished my race and then leave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Leave like Israel. Mm -hmm. Call your kids. (laughs) Call your friends. Say, I'm getting close. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) But I won't speak over you before I go. Hallelujah. I want to pray over you. I want to bless you. I want to speak over you. And then when you get done, say, I'll see you soon. (laughs) Out of your body you come. And the Lord's right there. Hallelujah. Receives you with his right hand. Takes you right into the light. Right into the glory. Nothing to be afraid of. Hallelujah. Look with me in, in Genesis, back into the 50th chapter, and see exactly how Joseph did this. We saw how Jacob did it. How did Joseph do it? Because he's got his own verse in Hebrews 11 too. Also, when uh, Genesis 49, Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered, not into darkness and oblivion, gathered to his people. Who did he see? He saw Isaac, right? He saw Rebekah. He saw Abraham. He saw Sarah. Hmm? They got to talk. They got to visit. And the amazing thing is you'll have a lot of time to catch up. Joseph fell on his father's face, Genesis 15, 1, wept on him and kissed him. Commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Israel. He got the same burial treatment as a pharaoh. Because <laughs> remember, Joseph is the head man. <laughs> and uh, 40 days were fulfilled for him. And they could do that because, you know, if somebody wasn't embalmed, their body would deteriorate immediately. And so they had to bury him real quickly. But not with the techniques they had with embalming. They, the body was preserved and they'd have rituals and ceremonies for 40 days. And when the days of mourning were passed, Joseph spoke to the house of Pharaoh. He, he basically let him know that his father had asked him not to bury his body there in Egypt, but to bury it where Abraham and Sarah and, and Isaac and those guys were. And so they did. Uh, Pharaoh said yes and gave him release. And so he went. The Bible said a huge host, chariots, soldiers. It was a big procession that left and went. And uh, verse 22, let's, let's skip down to pass that funeral and ceremony. Joseph dwelt in Egypt. He and his father's house. And Joseph lived a hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children and the, of the third generation. And the children also of Maker and the son of Manasseh were brought up upon Joseph's knees. He saw his children, his children's children, his children's children's children. This is the blessing of the Lord. How many know you got to have some health to make it to hundred and ten? And it's not because his life was perfect. He was slave part of his life. Right? There were issues earlier, but you know, God can correct anything like that and restore anything like that. Joseph said to his brethren, now this is uh, connected with Hebrews 11 that we read. Uh, let me read it again and then we'll read this. In Hebrews eleven twenty-two, it says, by faith, I'm reading the Amplified, Joseph, when nearing the end of his life, he referred to the departure of the Israelites out of Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his own bones. And he did this how? By faith. It's in the by faith chapter. Joseph said to his brethren, I die and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Now, see, he is now the fourth generation, and they're still talking about what God told great-grandpa Abraham. Should we remember what God tells us and pass it on to our kids and our kids' kids and the next generation? And it's so ingrained in them, they pass it on to their kids. Well, we do this first and foremost with the Word of God. You know, the Scripture tells us that's one of the reasons that God chose Abraham, Abram, before he was Abraham? He said, because I know him. He'll teach his kids. He'll put this in his children. And he did. I mean, here we are four generations later, and they hadn't forgot it. They're talking about what God told Abraham. (laughs) And that passed down to Isaac and Jacob. And he said, God will surely visit you. And bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel. He said, I want you to give me your word. (laughs) Because God will surely visit you. Is he talking about things you can't see? Is he talking about things that haven't happened yet? That's the definition of faith, isn't it? Faith is the confidence of things expected. It is the conviction of things not seen. And of course, if you would look at that, this is, uh, this is while Joseph was alive, Pharaoh thought Joseph was it, and he gave Joseph amazing favor, and so Joseph's family. But if you keep reading into Exodus now, it'll say another Pharaoh arose who didn't know Joseph, and Joseph's family lost favor, and they were put in hard servitude. And this went on for centuries, centuries, 430 years of hard bondage. And, uh, you know, he didn't see all of that except what God told Abraham. But he tells them, you will not stay here forever. God said it, so you're leaving. And when you do, I want you to give me your word. Don't leave my bones over here in Egypt. (laughs) We're here. God sustained us here. But this is not the land God gave us. And the word of the Lord will come to pass. And he made them give him a commitment. Took an oath of them. And said, God will surely visit you. And you'll carry up my bones from here. And so Joseph died being 110 years old. And they embalmed him. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt. So these, uh, these tombs that you see uh, of some of the other pharaohs, Joseph had that treatment because he was functionally a pharaoh. But he died and gave commandment concerning his bones. Now, this is something that is, uh, that is so amazing to me, too, The Bible said concerning what happened with him uh, in Exodus 12. If you'll turn over there and look at that. uh, Three of these verses in Hebrews 11 that we're looking at right now deal with dying. It deals with coming to the end of your life and God sustained you. You didn't die young. You didn't die wrong. You're just old and ready to go but dying by faith. And in uh, Exodus 12, verse 40, it says, Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. Back, All the way back prior to this 430 years, do you remember when God spoke to Abraham and he said, I'm your exceeding great reward? And he said, Well, What will you give me? I don't even have uh, an heir to leave everything to. And he said, no, the heir is going to come through you. And eventually told him through Sarah. We studied this earlier. And he he said, how will I know this? And God made a covenant with him. He told him to take sacrificial animals. And a great darkness fell. And God spoke to him. He basically, Abram was in a, a trance or out. And he, this is where he told him, he said, your seed will serve another nation for four, God gave him the number, 430 years. And after that, they'll come out and I'll bring them out with a mighty hand. Well, he told that to his son. He, he told that to his sons. He told it, can you see this? And that's why Joseph said, uh, it's going to happen. But it was four centuries and 30 years later. And, and Exodus records how they got to that, all the plagues and signs and wonders. But Exodus 12, 40, the sojourning of the children of Israel, which dwelt in Egypt, they stayed there how long? How long God say they'd be there? <laughs> now, To me, this is one of the most amazing things. If you doubt that the Bible is the inspired Word of God... You just are trying to ignore the obvious. How can you predict things to the day, centuries ahead of time? Only God. And it came to pass, um, verse 41, it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the self-same day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out of the land of Egypt. They left 430 years to the day. They were moving out. (laughs) Oh, somebody say glory to God. To the day. And Exodus 13, 18, God led the people about. Through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. This is Exodus 13, 19. Now notice this. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. (laughs) Joseph, when he was packing up to leave, he had an extra bag. Excuse me, Moses. He had an extra bag. And it was Joseph's bones in the bag. (laughs) He took the bones. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you. And when you go, because you're going to go, you carry my bones up too. I'm going with you. Joseph said, when y'all leave here, I'm coming too. (laughs) So he wasn't there. But his bones were there. And his bones left too. Everybody say, to the day. The accuracy, the precision can only be demonstrated by one who is eternal, who knows the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. And these men lived by this faith and they died by this faith. And you got the same spirit of faith. Say it out loud. I will live by faith. I will walk by faith. I will overcome the world by faith. And I will die by faith. faith. I'll be strong in faith. faith. Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. That's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've really enjoyed being with you again in Faith School this week. I want to just take a note and a, a moment to thank God for all of our partners that are involved in this. You know, when you look around the set... Uh, some partner's offering paid for these desks, paid for these cameras, paid for all this equipment. And God uses uh, people that, you know, not necessarily uh, super wealthy people. He used the woman and her two mites. He used the widow woman to sustain the profit. But it's God's plan that people who value these things are the ones involved in making it happen. We call our partners word senders. And so if you'd like to become a word sender partner, there's information on your screen. You can get involved that way. And uh, somebody sent these messages and this faith school broadcast to you at no charge to you, and you can help send it at no charge to someone else. And God multiplies that seed. And then the results, you get to be a part of getting an eternal reward for it. It's an amazing, wonderful thing. Time is short and the harvest is great. Let's do uh, what we can to get this out to the whole world as quickly as we can. Thank you for believing with us, praying with us, helping us get it done. We love you. We bless you. In the name of the Lord, I say be increased and rise up higher and expand and become greater and the goodness of the Lord be seen on you till others see it and are drawn to him by it, in Jesus name.